This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Equity Minds! I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we will help you learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. How are you? Good. That's good. <laughs> I still think we need. I think we need to change the intro and stop saying 15 minutes or less. Because I don't reckon we've done one episode that's been 15 minutes or less. We started strong with the 15 minutes or less thing. And then as we have progressed, we, we're falling back into old habits. Old habits die hard. That is a saying. Yeah, maybe I'll change it. to Maybe we'll, maybe we'll change it to 20 minutes. Give us some, flex, some flexibility. Say 35 minutes or less. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring. True, true. Maybe I'll say 15 to 25 minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> approximately 15 to 25 minutes sometimes a little longer if it's you will take not including ads and stuff yeah yeah asterisks <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well we need to review that yeah all right anyway. why don't we just say uh we teach you we break down the down the world of investing in exactly the right amount of time hold on <laughs> <laughs> you're a very intelligent young man <laughs> all right i think i just secured the funding with that one <laughs> If people don't get the reference, uh, follow Elon Musk on Twitter. Yeah, check out his yeah. Twitter. Maybe Before he goes to jail. Follow us on social media. Yeah, uh, follow Bryce on Instagram because he doesn't shut up about this Instagram account. <laughs> All he talks about these days is his most recent post on Instagram. <laughs> Equitymates underscore investing podcast if you're looking to follow our Instagram. <laughs> it's going <laughs> It is Bryce's uh, pride and joy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh, speaking of starting somewhere, yes. uh, we did this. We did this series before, and uh, we're going back to it because we think it's important, and it's something that we wish that we had when we started. Mm. And that is pardon the jargon, where yeah. we where we break down five confusing, unnecessary, co- unnecessarily complicated, but common, but common, very common. Investing mm. terms. Yeah. Five terms that will 
send your head whirling if you have no idea what they are, but you'll probably see them a lot in the investing world. So, Ren, you've chosen out a couple of doozies. Yeah. Now, the reason that I've chosen some of these, well, two of them in particular, because they just did my head in. I kept seeing them and I was just like, why? Like, why use them? Uh, is it yeah. really that important? Now that I know what they mean and I know how they're used, I still reckon. Uh, it's a bit of a. It's a bit of a wank. Yeah, I was. I was. That was the word I was going <laughs> to use, but I was. I was biting my tongue because I Same. figured we're a family-friendly podcast. And what else? Yeah, what else could we? Anyway, uh, I've said it. So. Yeah, you've said it. You said it to everyone. Bryce said it. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Well, let's. Let's start with those two, and then we'll get on to the other three terms, which some people might know, but I think they're important to understand. Absolutely. So, the two terms that we're referring to are alpha and beta. Boom. You might have heard of them if you did uh, cadets at school and you learnt the phonetic alphabet, or, yeah, or if, if you're you, in a frat camp. Yeah, yeah, if you're in an American college, or if you speak Greek. Yes, think, yeah. yeah, if you know the Greek alphabet. Yeah, or... If you're an investor. Investing nerd. So, let's start with alpha because it is the beginning. Yes. Now, people, you'll hear people say, I do this and it provides alpha or I achieve alpha from doing X, Y, and Z. And you might be thinking, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's not talking about uh, his ego in the trading room and the alpha male Walking around, uh, making That's epic not bad. trades. I didn't think of that one. No. Oh, is that what it means? No. No. So alpha is quite simply an outsized return, generally measured against a benchmark. Yeah. So what do we mean by that? If your standard market has risen seven percent, say, and your portfolio increases by nine percent then you've had 2% alpha. It's outsized returns against the broader market. Yeah. So people, when they say, I provide alpha by doing this strategy, it means I beat the benchmark. I achieve yeah. outsized returns. Yeah. Or, yeah, it, it is really just, it, that. that's all it is. It's just investing edge, a way to get ahead, shorthand for sort of how they beat the general market. Yeah. You'll often hear fund managers actually say that or read about it, that they provide alpha, high alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just them talking themselves up a little to say that they are good enough to outperform the market. But statistics show <laughs> that a lot of them don't have alpha. Yeah, or if you, do, uh, if you do have outsized alpha for a couple of years, you generally regress to the main. That's what we've seen with guys like Bill Ackman recently, but... Let's not get too much into that because yeah. that's, that's not part of the jargon. That's Alex rant. Nice one, man. <laughs> so the flip side of alpha is beta. Yeah. Alpha measures your returns. Beta measures your risk. So beta is a measure of, they call it risk, but it is actually a measure of volatility and they use that as a proxy for risk. Yeah. So what do I mean by that? Volatility is how much the price of a stock moves or price of an asset moves shares are a lot more val- uh, volatile than your house i guess is a an example yeah yeah and so in this case people talk about beta as risk so they say oh well your share is moving around so much it's it's going up and down every day 
uh, your house is staying, your, the house price is staying very consistent over a long period of time. It might change a tiny bit, you know, over a month. Therefore, your shares have a lot more beta than your uh, than your house. Yeah, my understanding as well is that it's a multiple multiplication factor as well. So correct me if I'm wrong, Ren, but I thought that if, say, for example, a stock has a beta of three, then it's supposed to, you know, go up or down about that times of the index, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. By that factor is yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So, yeah, in your example, if the benchmark is the S&P 500, say, the American market, and the stock that we're talking about has a beta of three, that means it's three times more volatile than the broader American market. Yeah. Um, I think Amazon has a beta of about 1.6, so it's about 1.6 times more volatile. Yeah, so look, I have a... I have a philosophical issue with this, and I'm sure people will disagree with me, but I don't think that volatility and risk are the same thing. If people want to read a whole book on it, Nassim Taleb's Black Swan is a good one. Volatility is the movement in price. Risk is the danger that you will lose your money. Yeah, They're, They're different things. Unless you're, you know a year away from retirement, then volatility can really hurt you because you don't want to have to be forced to sell at the wrong time. But for most of us, your shares can move day in, day out. That doesn't matter. As long as you're not in a position where you're going to lose everything, who cares how much they move in a day or a week? What matters is where they're going to be in 10, 20 years from now. Yeah, agreed. And it's interesting, I've been reading about ATR, the average true range, um, when we're talking about stop losses and that sort of stuff, trying to actually determine what is the the true, uh, the best point to put a stop loss on. Uh, you need to take into consideration not only the closing price of each day, but also the volatility that occurs within that day. And as you said, Ren, it could move up and down throughout the day, but at the end of the day, the trend, closing price trend could be constantly up. So, um you know, you're right in saying that risk and volatility um, are two completely different things. I just want to add with beta, uh, there's a reason that beta shares is called beta and we discovered this when uh, we spoke to Elon and that's because beta obviously is trying to, in, if it's zero beta, then it's matching the index and that's what they do there in an ETF. So there's a fun fact for the day. There you go. And we didn't spruik it at the start, so why not spruik it in the middle? If you haven't oh, tr- signed tr- up tr- for our... Um, uh, hashtag financial goals, I think is the title of the event. But it's essentially we're doing a live event, one in Melbourne and one in Sydney with beta shares. Elan will be there, we'll be there, and we're going to talk about all things ETFs, investing, financial goals, and equity mates. Yeah, nice. I'll give it a plug at the end. We'll okay. continue with jargon good, and then everyone stick around because it's yeah. a doozy of a plug. Yeah, if you... um. <laughs> If you sign up before we get to Bryce's plug at the end, it means you can skip it. So get online and sign up now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've done alpha, we've done beta. We're going to do gamma. Nah, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The next one we've got on the list, Ren, is blue chip. Yes, that's a chip that's been sitting in your cupboard for way too long. Yeah, well, I think Doritos actually released a line at Halloween that had blue and green chips in it. Okay. So there we go. We've got... 
We've got two definitions of blue chip so far, both of which are irrelevant to yeah, yeah. investors. So, look, people probably have heard of blue chips, but it's just a good term to know in case you haven't. Blue chips are your nationally recognized, well-established and financially sound companies. They're considered to be very reliable investments because they're known to weather downturns, they are profitable regardless of the broader economic conditions, and they're just long-term, stable, reliable companies that just grow grow slowly but grow. Yeah, and you'll often hear when people are giving new investors advice, blue chip always comes up. Oh, just throw it in a blue chip. I'm going to invest in blue chips. No, they're not in, in, investing in blue poker chips at the poker table at your local casino. <laughs> they are they are investing in, as you said, Ren, yeah. reliable companies. So some companies in Australia that come to mind that would be classified as blue chips are obviously your your BHP, Rio Rio Tinto, Rio Tinto, <laughs> Rio Tinto, uh, Telstra, Commonwealth Bank. These sorts of stocks, maybe not. Don't, Telstra. don't know about Telstra. Yeah, that that got taken out of my list. But yeah, the other ones I had are West Farmers and Woolies, um, yeah. CSL, Transurban, Macquarie, Macquarie Infrastructure. Companies that usually pay a very healthy dividend aren't going to give you amazing 100% returns on capital at this stage in their business cycle. You never know. I'm not saying they won't, but um, they, they just kind of plug along. And yeah, you're not going to lose all your money, but you're also not going to make a 1000% on them. Yeah. Now, before we move on from blue chips, yes. I have a question or well, two questions for you. So, where do you reckon the name blue chip came from? Uh, to do with the workers who worked there. Elaborate. Blue collar workers. No. Am I right? No. Damn. So, <laughs> it came I from it was pretty good. <laughs> you almost you almost touched on it accidentally before. It actually comes from blue poker chips. Oh. When uh, people were playing back in the day with poker chips, there were blue, yellow, no, sorry, blue, white, and red chips, and blues were the most valuable. Wow, there you go. And then when do you think the term blue chip was first used? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 
um, in the 20s. Oh, mate, you nailed it. 1923 by Oliver <laughs> Gingold, referring to stocks trading $200 or more. Wow, so it was a price thing back then. Yeah, it was. That's an, that's an expensive stock for the 20s. Yeah, yeah. But wow. importantly, it's not based on price these days. Blue chip no. is broader than that. But um, back when it was first used, that was how it was used. Wow, there you go. I wonder what the companies were. That's for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Don't, I don't know if that'll make it into a podcast. But <laughs> All right. <laughs> maybe so done. that can be your Instagram post for today. You're on the money. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to know, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So we've got alpha, we've done beta, we've done blue chip ren, and now we're going to do one that is very topical at the moment and one that we've been talking about for a while, and that's index. Yes, index, index yes. funds. So you'll find index in books, in, <laughs> an, in an atlas. Um, where else? <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, you put me on the spot. Ah, Body mass index? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. So anyway, investing-related index. What what do we got, Ren? So an index is just simply a basket of stocks. It's generally defined by certain parameters. So the most famous indexes are the biggest companies in a country. So, for example, in Australia, the most famous index is the ASX 200, the 200 biggest companies in Australia, in America, the S&P 500, the biggest 500 companies publicly traded in America. But that isn't what all the indexes are. Indexes can also track different industries, different markets, different commodities, different assets. So, uh, for example, you might have an index that tracks luxury cars, the price of luxury cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... You might have one that tracks uh, Picasso paintings or you might have one that tracks transportation stocks. So, you know, your Fords and your Teslas and your General Motors. Mm-hmm. And and a way, the way that index is constructed is generally it's based on the size of the companies in the index. So that's called market cap weighted. And that is really just the biggest company in the index uh, moves the index the most and then it's on down from there. Yeah. Perfect example of that would be the NASDAQ 100. It's an index that follows the top 100 highest valued companies in the tech industry uh, in America. And the top weighted companies in that index are, you know, the likes of Facebook and Google and Amazon, etc. And so obviously, the more they move, the more the index moves. It's the companies at the bottom that are the 95th, 96th, they may move 10 or 15% and they're not really going to have much of an impact on uh, the NASDAQ 100. Yeah. Now, the, the reason that we've included indexes here and if there's only one thing that you take away from the discussion of indexes, it should be this, is that indexes are nothing more than their underlying shares. So indexes are just a neat way of presenting what is a basket of shares. When you talk about the ASX 200, that is literally just adding up all the 200 biggest companies in Australia. And then when you talk about the movement of the ASX 200, that is literally just the aggregated movement of all those 200 underlying companies. Yeah. So when you talk about index investing, when you talk about what an index has moved, you were really just talking about the companies that are underlying it. And I think that people in this age of 
ETF investing and index investing, just putting their money in a index and leaving it. They forget that really all they're doing is putting their money in a wrapper that wraps up the, you know, however many underlying companies are there. It would be exactly the same as just splitting your money out based yeah. on market cap amongst those underlying yeah. companies. Yeah, it's just a convenient and often cheap way to get access to the top 200 stocks or, or whatever the index offers you rather than individually going and splitting your money against uh, through and paying brokerage on every single trade if you were to buy those 200. Yeah, That's essentially exactly. yeah, all yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I've got a question for you about the index. Uh-huh. What was the first index? In the world? Yeah, well, at least in the modern world, in the share market world. The Dow Jones. Be more specific. The 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 Dow Jones Industrial. Bum bum. Oh, <laughs> damn. What uh, was it? The Dow Jones Industrial Average was created in nineteen. Uh, sorry, in eighteen ninety six. But that okay. wasn't actually the first index. The first index was the Dow Jones Transportation Index. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Which was fourteen years earlier in eighteen eighty four made up of 11 stocks, nine of which were railways. I've got a question for you, Ren. Okay. Does the Dow Jones transportation average, whatever it was called, still exist? Yes, it does. Nice. I um, just Googled it earlier though, so I'm cheating. But, but now the Dow Jones industrial average is far more common than the Dow Jones transportation little mincy little one with 11 stocks in it. I'm backing it for a comeback. I reckon, oh, right. I reckon railway stocks should... Um... This, is, this is another <laughs> moment on Equity Mates where Ren puts in a big call and it may come true down Yeah, track. I've been pretty so, good at this so far. Yeah, so, let's see mark, how it goes. Mark this episode. Also, if I haven't made it clear on Equity Mates yet, my, I have a theory about Elon Musk and all You've of his companies. Have I said it already? Yeah, of course. We had a whole episode. Oh, on true. I'll, I'll, do a, yeah. I'll do a social media post on it. Okay, great. I just, you know, if it happens, I want the credit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We've got it on air. We've got it on air. Yeah, great. Yeah. All yeah. right. Anyway, back to pardon the All jargon. Right, the last one. <laughs> the last part in the jargon, something that's quite uh, important, I guess, to understand and, and on almost every sort of financial metric and, and a lot to do with index is market cap or market capitalization yeah now ironically if we were had planned this episode better we would have done this one before index but hey you live and you learn fast and loose (laughs) (laughs) so market cap what is it why do we care so market cap or market capitalization i think we have touched on this in a number of episodes but it is the total value the stock market value of the company and all it is is the number of shares on issue uh, that are available uh, to purchase or have been purchased uh, times the current share price. Now, a great example of market cap, and if you've been following our Instagram, I did a post recently about Apple hitting $1 trillion in valuation, and that was a direct reference to its market capitalization. That was the value of all of its stocks uh, sorry, all of its shares on offer times its share price and it hit a trillion dollars. So that's essentially market cap in a nutshell. Yeah. Now, the reason that we included market cap and the reason that we think it's important is people get so hung up on share price. 
it is you know it's obviously all that is re- reported in the media and you see it and so you see it everywhere it's on the stock ticker share price share price share price but really what is actually important isn't share price it's market cap because share price is only half the equation the classic example is Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's company, mm. his share price is $300,000. But as a company, Berkshire Hathaway isn't more expensive than Apple. As a company, Apple is the largest in America. It, it is worth over a trillion dollars, but its shares trade, I think they're in the $200 range. They just got over 200 bucks. You, you To understand a lot of the company metrics, you need to understand what the company itself is being valued at, not what one share is being valued at. Yeah. So it's always important to look beyond the share price. Yeah. Yeah. And, I that, can... and, and sorry, just to finish, that's, you know, when you're looking at things like how much debt the company has, how much revenue the company has, you don't want to compare it to the share price. You want to compare it to the value of the company. And then you can divide it by the number of shares and go to, you know, earnings per share and stuff like that if you want to. But yeah, it's always good to look at the company as a whole. Yeah, it, it often gives you an indication of uh, some, sometimes whether or not the investors have gone a little bit crazy with the, the their investing into the company. One comes to mind, uh, it, it's a company in Australia, I, I won't name it, but um, it's trying to target the Daigao industry, uh, which for those of you who don't know is an industry of sort of grey market retail where a lot of uh, shoppers shop on behalf of uh, Chinese and then send Australian products over to China because our quality is a bit better than theirs in certain uh, parts of retail. But anyway, this this uh, company decided to go public. They have four shops in Sydney that specialize in Dai Gao and, and these guys go in there and, and shop on behalf of them. And it has a market cap of about $80 million. Um, yeah, and, and they their, their, turn, their profit margins are minuscule and their turnover is you know not even in the in in the tens of millions it's in in single digits so you kind of look at that and go market cap you know tens of millions of dollars but the business itself is literally just four store, small stores in sydney like you know what's going on here so that's my little story for the day ren there you go <laughs> now my question for you before we finish up you talked about apple being worth a trillion dollars uh, was Apple the first company to be worth a trillion dollars? Well, this is a trick question, I think. In US history, Apple is the first company, first listed company to be worth a trillion dollars. Yeah, but that wasn't the question my, I asked, my, was it? No, but I haven't finished my answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm going to say no, one point to me. Um <laughs> I'm also going to guess the country where the first stock was, uh, sorry, oh, first company was here valued here over a trillion dollars. Yeah, I'm yeah. Say, tough, <laughs> tough guess, mate. Come on. I'm going to say China. Yeah. And I'm going to say oh, it's a, it's a, it must be some sort of government, government organization. It's in, it's in utilities or oil or well, not oil. They don't have a lot of oil, but. Um, something along those lines. It's a Chinese company. Mate, you rambled yourself out of an answer there. You should have just stuck with China because it, it is, is in China. oil. Oh, it is. The one thing that you defined yourself out of. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oil in China. Yeah, the company was PetroChina and in November 2007, it hit a trillion dollars. 
Wow. Somewhat controversially, but not worth getting into. And yeah, so that was the first publicly traded company. The first company valued at a trillion dollars. Well, at least I'm pretty sure this could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the first one, but definitely one that has been, is the Saudi Aramco company, which is the Saudi Arabian-owned petroleum company. So there you go. Two oil companies and a phone manufacturer have reached a trillion dollars. Oh, mate, they're more than a phone manufacturer. Now, here's what I was thinking. What's the <laughs> yeah. next thing? So, like, we had million, we had billion, we had trillion. What's the next number? Oh, mate, it's a, a, it's a, it's a hundred trillion. No, but, like, what's a thousand trillion? That's it. No, because... It's a, it's a Google. Then <laughs> <laughs> you're done. Because, yeah. you know, like, a thousand, a thousand million is a billion... A thousand we billion is a trillion. We won't see it in our lifetime, so we don't have to worry about it. Oh, don't know, mate. I reckon nah, you will be no, the we, first we uh, gazillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's a gazillion. Exactly. Nah, there's definitely there's definitely a number, and it shows that I dropped maths in year eleven. So if wow. anyone out there knows what the next number is, please let me know. <laughs> yes. So yeah, if uh, if you want to hear Ren uh, ramble on and uh, <laughs> talk about maths and stuff, then. Do not sign up for our finance goals. Make your money grow with you. <laughs> oh, uh, I got the answer. I just class. Googled it. It's a quadrillion. There we go. Yeah. I'm thinking equity mates might be the first quadrillion dollar company. <laughs> Something to aim for. I'll give you the rest of the numbers at the equity mates financial goals event. Yeah. Speaking of rent, <laughs> and I know you started plugging it before, but I'm going to do a quick plug now. It's exciting news for us. We are going to be um, on on the uh, circuit hitting Sydney and <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, we're, we're teaming up with BetaShares and through General Assembly, which is an organization that uh, provides educational classes and seminars and, and all, all that sort of stuff, we're going to be doing a masterclass in Melbourne and in Sydney in September. The name of the night is hashtag finance goals, make your money grow for you. And it's going to be a super fun night. We're teaming up with BetaShares. They're bringing the investing experts, obviously not us. Um, they're bringing their founding members, who is Elon, is Ralston, and their marketing manager, Ellie. And they're going to be talking all things investing. We're going to be going through Investing 101, breaking it down so you can start to build it up. We're going to be looking at ETFs, the, the essentials behind exchange-traded funds, and we're going to be looking at three investment ideas for the 21st century, looking at things like global technology, cybersecurity, and ethical warriors. But the good news is, Ren, is that after the BetaShares experts and professionals give you a lot of information on all that sort of stuff, we're going to be rocking on stage and, <laughs> and doing a masterclass with Equity Mates. So we're going to be up there and just literally pretty much sharing our highs and lows of our investing journey. Um, it's going to be a Q&A style session where you guys can uh, ask us all the questions you want. We're going to share some of our major lessons that we've learned over the years and just, you know, give you the the lowdown on what it was like to start investing. No sort of BS. It's just going to be a cracker of a night. Uh, the details are Wednesday 5th of September for Melbourne, Thursday the 13th for Sydney, both events are free and, um, you know, we'll put on some drinks afterwards at your cost. Um, we won't be paying for them. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say, mate, what are you promising here? <laughs> we'll meet at a pub uh, and it's from 6 till 8 p.m. So it's going to be a super fun night, a great opportunity to come down 
get an understanding about ETFs and also um, ask any questions you want. Obviously, we're encouraging all of our listeners to come along. It's free. But if you have any mates who would like to start investing as well, um, the BetaShares guys are super cool. We've interviewed them before um, and had a great time. So, yeah, that's it. Nice one. I said at the start of this episode we should say 35 minutes or less. Uh-oh. We're coming up on 31 minutes. So Dang, that was a big one. Yeah, I just think that's our All new right. slogan. All right, we'll, we'll revise it, Ren, at our next strategy <laughs> day. <laughs> All right. Until next time. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Hello, mates of Equity Mates. Or I guess that just makes you Equity Mates. Anyway, it's Bryce here. One of the most frequently asked questions we get is, where do we find information about all these stocks and, and where's a good place to start? Now, we could do a whole episode on this and we often do touch on it, but the best place to start is by signing up to our Thought Starters weekly email. Each week, we send you some cool stuff that has caught our eye during the week, as well as some more detailed articles on stocks and invested relating content. We also include Basics 101. These are articles tailored specifically for beginners to really propel you on your way. We don't spam you. I mean, we hate spam. It's once a week and there's enough stuff in there to occupy you for a full day of browsing at work. Now, Ren puts a lot of effort into finding quality articles for you guys. So if anything, just sign up so he feels the love. Head to equitymates.com and chuck in your email at the bottom of the page. Equity Mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.